0: Welcome to Doctor Who, Panel to Panel. This is Jeremy Bement, your host, saying Happy New Year and welcome to episode 134 of Panel to Panel. We have a bang-up show for you to kick off the new year. We are going to start out covering the news like we always do and then we'll do a review. This time we're going to look at the second issue of Doctor Who, Empire of the Wolf from Titan Comics. just came out this past week so we'll take a look and see how this story is progressing and then we're going to have a chat with somebody I haven't talked to for quite some time, artist, comic creator, Russ Leach. Russ is somebody who, back in the day, was the illustrator or the penciler on uh, Doctor Who Adventures magazine from Panini. Uh, when they took over and started doing that, the kind of the younger ages Doctor Who magazine, uh, he did that for basically its whole run, and hasn't done Doctor Who since then, but he is back with a vengeance doing the current comic strips in Doctor Who Magazine. And I had a chance to catch up with him and find out what he's been up to, and also how he got the gig of working for Doctor Who Magazine. So we'll take a look at that. We'll have a chat with, with Russ, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Likewise, like I always say, I hope you enjoy this episode of Panel to Panel. I hope the new year finds you well. I hope you had a good holiday. And I hope if you have some free time, you'll do me a favor and go back and check out previous episodes of Doctor Who panel-to-panel if you are new to this podcast. If you're a fan of Doctor Who comics, this podcast is specifically geared towards you. Or if you know somebody who is interested in Doctor Who comics, or just kind of Doctor Who in general, or comics in general. I think anybody who's interested in either one of those two topics Will get uh, a joy out of this podcast. So make sure you let them know. Make sure you point them out to uh, this podcast and have them subscribe on iTunes or their favorite uh, podcast listening platform. So, with that out of the way, let's get into this episode and let's cover some news. In Dr. Ukami news for this episode of Panel to Panel, let's start out like we always do by going through new releases. We are going to take a look at the month of December. We'll start out on Thursday, December 9th, which saw the release of Dr. Who Magazine number 572 in print over in the UK as well as digitally. So if you're a Dr. Who Magazine reader, make sure you got your latest issue of Dr. Who Magazine. And then we are going to th- flip through my little planner. And jump ahead to this past Wednesday, Wednesday the 29th of December. Just after Christmas, we got a late Christmas present from Titan Comics. We got Empire of the Wolf issue number 2, which we will take a look at here shortly in our uh, Pandorica Opens review. Then last but not least, uh, on Thursday the 30th, Doctor Who Magazine Special number 59, which is the 2022 yearbook. That was released as well, so... Once again, Doctor Who magazine collectors, make sure if you haven't picked that up, you add that to your collection. In other Doctor Who comic news, uh, earlier this month, it was announced from Titan Comics that comic writer Dan Slott is going to be coming to Doctor Who. They released a or did a press release saying, Titan Comics is thrilled to announce that Eisner award-winning writer Dan Slott will pen three separate annual Doctor Who comic book one-shots. Dan's 2022 special will feature the 10th Doctor and companion Martha Jones and will hit stores in April. Witness the incredible adventures of the 10th Doctor like never before. Writer Dan Slott, known for his critically acclaimed work on Marvel Comics, such as The Amazing Spider-Man, She-Hulk, Silver Surfer, The Superior Spider-Man, Tony Stark Iron Man, The Mighty Avengers, and Fantastic Four, is set to delight fans with an epic story that sees companion Martha Jones captured by the insatiable Pyromeths and her only hope for survival is to keep them distracted with sensational untold tales of the Tenth Doctor facing off against his greatest foes, both classic and new. This all-new Tenth Doctor comic adventure team slot with fan-favorite artist Christopher Jones, who has previously worked on Titans Doctor Who, The Third Doctor, Heralds of Destruction, and Doctor Who, The Seventh Doctor, Operation Volcano. Quoting Dan Slott here, One of the worst secrets in comics is that I am one of the world's biggest Whovians. I've been regularly watching Doctor Who since the Tom Baker years, and i am deeply devoted to every incarnation of the show. I've been waiting to write stories for the Doctor my whole life, and I couldn't be happier than getting a chance to tell an all-new tale of the Tenth Doctor, and to be doing this with Chris and all the fine folks at Titan. Alon Z. Uh, I'm very excited to be working on this project with Dan. He's a huge fan and it shows. This Doctor Who special exudes all of Dan's creativity and love of storytelling with a few surprises along the way, says Doctor Who Comics editor Jake Devine. we're totally fired up that Dan is bringing his incredible knowledge and lifelong enthusiasm for Doctor Who to writing a story that will lead into a year-long chapter for our favorite Time Lord, says Titan Comics Publishers, Dr. Vivian Chung and Nick Landau. Uh, Doctor Who special 2022 comic book one-shot hits comic shops in April 2022. Um, I'm looking forward to this Dan slot who is a friend of the show. And if you didn't hear, uh, my interview with him, if you go back in the feed, you'll find that, uh, interview with Dan slot. I encourage you to listen to it. Uh, I think he's, he's going to bring a fun story to Dr. Who, cause that's just the way he is. um, He's also somebody who told me that basically if you read his Silver Surfer comic, that was his version of Doctor Who. So I'm kind of surprised that he had uh, to have this news come out that he's shown up in Doctor Who. But at the same time, Dan's full of plenty of stories, and I'm sure this one's going to be great as well. Uh, he signed up to do three annuals. Not three stories in this year's annual, so he'll be doing uh, the 2022, 2023, and 2024 annuals all doing stories. And I'm curious to see where this is going to lead, as it says in this press release, that this is going to lead into a year-long chapter for our favorite Time Lord. So um, I'm curious to see where this is going to go Um Like I said, Dan tells wonderful stories, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And make sure you uh, get it when it comes out in April. Other big Doctor Who comic news. uh, The new previews catalog came out for the month of January. And we found out in the uh, listings for Titan Comics that they are going to once again do a Doctor Who free comic book day comic, which will come out on free comic book day Saturday, May 7th. This uh, free comic book day issue is going to be done by our the regular team of Jody Hauser, Roberta Ingranata, and Warnia Sahadoa, and uh, is going to be an exclusive lead-in to an epic new arc launching May 2022. In Epic Adventure with the Traveling Time Lord, this issue serves as a lead-in to the explosive new story arc that reveals the very early years of the Doctor. Past, present, and future all collide in a Doctor Who tale that's out of this world. So, once again, this is a, an issue that will be coming out. Um, it says an ex- it's an exclusive lead-in, which leads me to believe it's going to be a uh, an original story. That will lead into whatever the next story arc that Titan Comics is going to be doing is, as opposed to just being like the first eight pages or ten pages of the first issue of this new story arc. Um, I'm Once again, they've raised my curiosity to find out what's going on. Uh, It's nice to see that they're going to do another Doctor Who free comic book day comic. After not doing one for a while, Doctor Who's kind of been on the down low for the past uh, year or two of free comic book day comics. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. And this also makes me wonder if we're going to possibly get two Doctor Who comics going simultaneously. If the free comic book day comic is going to lead into a story arc. Whereas the annual story will lead into another story arc. um, And maybe we'll have a current Doctor and a past Doctor story going at the same time. I guess we'll find out here in a few months. And uh, I'm looking forward to what Titan's going to be doing. And if you want to find out more about these couple stories that uh, I just let you know about, or want to see artwork for covers that uh, for these upcoming issues, make sure you check out my website, which is Doctor Who Comics.com. You can read the press releases about the Dan Slot uh, news and see the blurbs from the latest previews catalog. Uh, once again, go to my website, check it out, Doctor Who Comics.com. In other Doctor Who Comic news, I guess last but not least, and kind of on a sad note, we would like to acknowledge the passing of famed fantasy artist and Target cover uh, artist Chris Akaleos. Uh For those of you who may not be familiar with his artwork, you probably are and don't know his name. Any of the Target novelizations that you have seen that usually have a very white cover with um, painted artwork that has a lot of stippling or uh, ink dots all over it uh, to create the picture... That is the kind of artwork that Chris Akaleos did for his Doctor Who Target novelizations, uh, the covers that he did back in the 70s and early 80s. Um, Chris Akaleos is somebody who, he never did Doctor Who comics per se, but his artwork is still amazing. Um, And those of us who read Doctor Who Target novelizations, or those of you over in the UK who grew up buying the Target novelizations, you knew you were getting a treat just by the cover alone of uh, an Akaleos cover. There's a book that came out last year called Clack, which is a collection of Chris Akaleos' Doctor Who art. I highly recommend it. Uh, I believe it's out of print at the moment, but it's going to be coming back in print shortly. It's uh, just to see all the different artwork that Chris Akaleos did for Doctor Who. It's just amazing the the stuff they did and how... uh, dynamic and colorful and bright and vibrant it, it uh, is. Chris Akalaios also is a world-renowned fantasy painter. He uh, is well-known for doing the cover to Heavy Metal Magazine, the very first issue of Heavy Metal Magazine. And um, he will be missed in the art community. He is somebody who is uh, beloved by many, many people, and, um, And we want to take a moment of silence to acknowledge his passing, and then we will get into the rest of this episode. So thank you, Mr. Akaleos, for your contribution to Doctor Who artwork. All right, it's time to review a new comic that has come out over the past month. We are going to open the Pandorica on Empire of the Wolf Part 2 of the latest Doctor Who comic from Titan Comics. This issue is written by writer Jody Hauser, with artwork by Roberta Ingranata and Warnia Sahadwa, with uh, lettering by Richard Starkings, and Jake Devine as the editor. I'm going to read you the previously from the first uh, part. Rose Tyler was mysteriously pulled from her life in an alternate universe to ours, where she encountered the Eighth Doctor, a regeneration who does not know her. Meanwhile, the 11th Doctor, desperately attempting a holiday, is summoned by none other than the Bad Wolf Empress, another Rose Tyler. And that's basically where the first issue left off. The 8th Doctor has come across uh, Rose Tyler from our Earth, the one who is now on an alternate Earth and is married to, or with the human version of the 10th Doctor. Uh, The 8th Doctor has uh, picked her up and they've gone off trying to figure out uh, what's going on? Because she got transported away from the alternate Earth to our Earth. Meanwhile, the uh, Empress Rose has been having visions of the regular Rose Tyler, and she knows of somebody called the Doctor. And so she sent her little, um, short little soldier guy to uh, track down the Doctor, and he was able to track down the Eleventh Doctor, and has taken her to, or taken him. To the planet Creer or Kreerm, to meet up with Empress Rose, and in issue number two, that's where we start out, is with the Eleventh Doctor showing up on Kreerm to meet uh, Empress Rose, and she doesn't recognize him, of course, but he knows who Rose is, um, and then we flash back to the. Regular Rose Tyler with the Eighth Doctor, who is talking about how she can't really reveal anything because she knows enough about paradoxes and doesn't want to ruin the the time stream or anything like that. But she wants help finding her way back to her alternate Earth to be back with her daughter Mia and with uh, the Tenth Doctor. But she's having visions of of this or the the Eleventh Doctor and trying to help her finds out that he's tracked her down or her signature down to the planet Cream. or the Ace Doctor has. I'm really confusing with all these doctors running around. Anyway, the Ace Doctor has tracked down Rose's signature to the planet Cream, and so they head that direction as well. Meanwhile, Empress Rose kind of, uh, is talking to the Eleventh Doctor about what's going on. Uh, the Eleventh Doctor is able to help her by accessing her memories and also finding out that, uh, She's a paradox, and Empress Rose kind of has enough of him and uh, has him locked up in a in a room. Meanwhile, the Eighth Doctor and Rose show up on the planet Krim, um, or in space, almost run into the Doctor, the Eleventh Doctor's TARDIS, who uh, has rematerialized in outer space after avoiding being dismantled, and uh, we basically just kind of end up with Rose and the 8th Doctor, finding the 11th Doctor. So, uh, Rose is happy to see the 11th Doctor. She realizes, in very short fashion, that this is the Doctor she knows, just in a later incarnation. And uh, the 8th Doctor and the 11th Doctor have their first uh, uh, repartee between the two of them, which doesn't go ex- extremely smooth. And uh, we're kind of left there with the the trio of the two doctors and Rose, not really sure what they're going to do from this point forward, but that's how the issue ends. My review of this, of this issue, of this part, um, we have two more parts to go. We're at the midway point, and I kind of feel like this story hasn't really gone all that far. Um, we still don't really know what's going on. We don't know how the two Roses are relating to each other, why they're Seeing each other's memories, what's going on? Um, not really sure how the the doctors fit into this. Um, I guess I kind of I'm enjoying what I'm reading. The as far as the interaction or the the portrayal of the characters, uh, Jodie Hauser has the voices down as far as the eighth Doctor, the eleventh Doctor, uh, Rose, and both her incarnations. But the, that's about it as far as the story goes. To me, this story still feels like it's light on substance. There's not a lot going on. And as I think about um, this story compared to previous Titan comic stories or Doctor Who stories, no no offense to Jody, I think she's a, a good writer, but it, her plots always seem to not have a lot of substance. It seems like There's not a lot going on, and actually I think if you boiled this story down, the amount of stuff that's gone on in these first two issues could easily be contained in one issue. If you you condense things down, condense down the artwork uh, panel-wise, they seem to have a lot of open panels, a lot of space being used per page um, on very few panels. Uh, It seems like they're trying to stretch this small story out as much as they possibly can. Um, like I said, don't get me wrong. I've been, I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying what I'm reading so far, but nothing's really going on. Um, even if you compare this story to, uh, say the, the two part forest bride story that just got done over in doctor Who magazine, you had 12 pages of, of, a, a two part story that had a lot more going on in it, or at least as much going on in it as a four part Jody Hauser story taking up, you know, 80 pages. Um, It's interesting to see the two different styles of comic storytelling going on here. You have the Titan comic, which is really uh, stretched out and given a lot of space. And then you have the Doctor Who magazine comic strip, which doesn't get a lot of space. You only have six pages to tell a, a part of a story on, and they're jam-packing those pages full of artwork and story. I would almost like to see the, the Doctor Who magazine-type storytelling told in the Titan comic, and um, the Titan comic storytelling, where we have more space to tell the story and let it breathe more, in Doctor Who Magazine, go back to the eight pages of artwork as opposed to just six. Um, so uh, comparing the two, you can see kind of which way I'm leaning. However, all that being said, Jody's story, I think, is is decent. It's okay, but it's, it's not as uh, good or not as fast-paced as I would like it to be uh, Roberta Ingranada's artwork. I, I love her, her, uh, illustrations, especially her, her characterization of Rose is amazing. Each and every panel that Rose is in, it looks just like what I would expect Rose to look like in a comic book. Um, the, the eighth doctor I thought looks really good. Eleventh doctor, maybe not quite so much, but still it's definitely a, a Matt Smith, uh, comic book version. Um, the coloring, uh, warning is coloring. I think is is good. I I've enjoyed how the book looks. Um, I just would like more substance in this story. It's a little too drawn out for the amount of space that they're they're able to tell the story in. And, and uh, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the next two issues. If the things speed up and there's a lot more going on, um, and where this is all leading. Why the two roses are seeking out the doctor and what's going on. Why Rose from the alternate earth suddenly. Jumped over into regular Earth. Um, How does Empress Rose, uh, the Paradox Rose, fit into all this? So, I guess it's kind of a long, drawn-out review, but uh, I'll give it one out of two thumbs up. You know, I thought it was a a decent story. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going, and that is my review of part two of Empire of the Wolf. Exterminate! Today on Doctor Who Panel to Panel, I have the pleasure of chatting with Russ Leach. Russ, thank you for joining me again.
1: No problem at all. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, but yeah, the last time we chatted was quite a few years ago, back when uh, Panini was doing the Doctor Who Adventures magazine, the Doctor Who magazine kind of geared for younger readers. And you That's were doing right. the comic strip in there.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, that uh, went on for 24 issues. And then I did uh, a spring special with Jody Whittaker in. Um, mm mm-hmm. And that was then the last time I did a doctor who strip until late last, well, late this year. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're still in 2021.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm never sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like with COVID and everything that's going on and everybody's lost, kind of lost track of time. Yeah. Um, so how was it, how was it working on the doctor who adventures, uh, strip? I, I know I was buying the magazine and really enjoying it when it was coming out. Uh, yeah, it was good fun.
1: Um, uh, I, I met uh, several great writers, uh, obviously worked with um, Jason, uh, the editor, mm-hmm. um, and um, we're, we're still working together now. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was it, it was a great experience. Um, it, it got me actually get, gave me an opportunity to work on a, a book for Marvel, uh, which was an, okay. an, an art based book in, in the UK and Europe. Uh, which was uh, an homage to the old uh, "How to Draw the Marvel Way." Oh, it
0: awesome! Was,
1: it, it was called "Draw the Marvel Way." Came out every two weeks. It had, um, uh, it had sort of, uh, you know, tutorials and that kind of thing uh-huh. in there. And um, Mike Collins was the other artist that worked on there. So I was privileged to work with uh, someone of of excellent experience and ability. And um, uh yeah i, I did two. I, I ended up being the the major contributor to the to the book and uh that was every two weeks for I think it was four or five years or something like that it was 100 issues and i i was in 88 of the issues so uh oh, wow. yeah that so it gave me that opportunity i also got to do a ben 10 magazine for a year which, oh, okay. was, which was great fun we did that through panini and uh cartoon network um and then i kind of went off and did some other stuff but i worked with uh, one of the writers uh, rick hoskin and um, okay. he's he actually works on a book with me at the moment that uh, that we've got going so um yeah it was it was a great opportunity i had great fun doing it and uh, i was very grateful to uh, be accepted into the doctor who family as it were
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's good to hear that you by by doing that job it kind of opened up the doors and gave mm. you some connections to to work on other things after that it's uh, well, it,
1: it is amazing how it, it, there are no two uh identical stories of getting into comics or to publishing they're always mm-hmm. unique to each person so yeah
0: yeah and, uh, the, the only thing that seems to, to connect it is that once you get into the industry or once you get published then it seems like the people that you work with are the ones that you end up doing more projects with than saying, oh, I want to work with you again. It seems like yeah. the, the the writer-artist combinations like to stick together if they had a really good experience.
1: That That's effectively what it comes to. You, you seek out the best projects you can, and you hopefully seek them out with the, the best teams that you can find. Uh, and often when you bump into people that you really like or work really well with. Then it's a no-brainer to want to work with them again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I say, we, I'd, I'd been on and off with uh, doing work with Jason over at Panini anyway, and um, he, we were, we're on another project that I can't talk about at the moment. Okay. Um, and at the same time, he said, "Well, you know, they're bringing the strip back. Russ, do you fancy a crack at it? Um, How? Oh, and by the way, can we have it tomorrow morning?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty uh, typical in 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 uh, publishing, and I said, of course, of course, I want to do it. You know, it's a, it's uh-huh. a fantastic thing to do, and um, I, I I bent over backwards to make it happen, and and it did, and uh, everyone was pleased, and we were all pleased, and, and then I got to do the um, the Christmas uh, issue, which uh-huh. is the first time that um, uh, John excuse me i'm terrible with names uh the new assistant um was uh was uh, a, a down in strip so uh i got i got to oh, do yeah. him um and and that was pretty cool uh we, we mm-hmm. had to jump through a few hoops because obviously you've got to get likenesses correct and what have you yeah um, and and that came out okay so um yeah i got it was another great opportunity to do something new and and uh, and the fact that they brought the strip back as well. Everybody was really pleased that they brought the strip back. So there was quite a good reception from what I could tell. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and again, I got to draw strips from, you know, fantastic uh, writers who, you know, who, who, as I understand, write on the show. So, uh
0: uh-huh.
1: that's you know, it's really good. Really pleased yeah. to be there.
0: Uh, I was going to ask, uh, when uh, the, the Doctor Who Adventures magazine ended, uh how big of a letdown was that for you as somebody who enjoyed working on doctor who uh in that magazine and likewise when jason came to you and said how would you like to do the doctor who strip for doctor who magazine how much of uh, a joy was that to to be asked
1: yeah it was uh it, it was disappointing because obviously doctor who adventures had, had a long run um mm-hmm. and um it had done really well. It had had some, you know, it, it had been a, a loved, a beloved, uh, uh, publication. Um, and then Panini got the opportunity to do it. And we thought we produced a really good, you know, magazine, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, numbers are what numbers are. And, uh, it, it, it had to be canceled and it, it was a disappointment. Um, on the other hand, it, it gave me a very pertinent lesson in knowing that you have to go and find your own work uh-huh. um so you know I I all I, I I changed career I think we we kind of covered a lot of this in the last interview I changed career and, and and started looking for illustration work in 2010 I'd been in design and publishing advertising and marketing all kinds of other production up until that point yeah. but I always wanted to be in comics and, uh-huh. and I I'd got my chart in 95 I was accepted uh for Marvel. Uh, but but that never went anywhere. So I went off and had a career and did what I did. Yeah. Came back in two thousand ten. It was a, a it, it was a moment for me where I had an opportunity. So I thought I'd give illustration a go. So when I got to do the book in 2015, I was kind of doing cartwheels when I was a because I had I'd worked with, with Jason before, much like your point that you made earlier, uh-huh. that uh, you know, you stick with people. Yeah. I'd worked with Jason before, we trusted and knew each other, and uh and I worked with uh Tim, his brother as well, who was a an ex-Marvel editor. Yeah. Um and so uh, you know, I did the cartwheels and it was great to be on that book. I thought, yeah, this is it. But um I realized that as soon as soon as the page rate stops, as in the the book gets cancelled, that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're only as you're only as good as your last paycheck. <laughs> yeah. And yep. um uh so I so I understood it, it kind of made me realize that uh it wasn't like, Oh, I'm in now. This is it. You know, I, I'm nah. always going to be, in. no, it isn't like that. you got to keep hustling. you got to keep trying to, you know, make work yeah. happen. Uh, yep. so I, I did stuff. I, I managed to actually, I, I got some really good gigs doing storyboarding, um, other comic book work that, that wasn't for mainstream publishers. Um, and, uh, but I also started my own IP as well and started publishing my own book. So <laughs> it, 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 it showed me the way it kind of, it, it put me in that situation. But then fortunately, you know, I got the, the chance at Ben 10 and I had the other Marvel staff and, yeah. and, uh, and, and again, now, you know, Jason, like I say, he got in touch with me, uh, a couple of months ago for another project. And, and it just happened that the doctor who came along at the same time. So it taught me loads of things. I was obviously, it was a little, you know, it, 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 it's obviously horrible when any, any, uh, book gets canceled. Um, but, uh, but to come back to Doctor Who magazine was like uh, a, a, an extra special surprise. I wasn't expecting it whatsoever, mm-hmm. and uh, that that did make me jump up and down a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I'm sure. Uh, and, and like you, I I kind of pictured it as they they came to you and said, you know, the the strip has been on hiatus for a while due to COVID and and uh, you know lower sales figures. We want to bring it back. Would you be interested? And, and it sounds like it was more like a yeah, we're going to bring it back. We need it by such and such a date. Can you do it? <laughs> yes. That was about the size of it. I, yeah, I, I, It's like, I, we
1: want it back. It's, it's, it, we've decided, everyone's decided it's a really good thing to have back. Uh, we need it now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay, I can do it. Of course I'm going to do it. You, you know, as a, uh-huh. as a comic book artist, uh, you know, you you find time to make these things happen. Uh, because they're important to you like yeah. you know Doctor Who's important to me it's something I loved as a kid to get to to draw you know one of the one of the early comics I remember picking up was Doctor Who comic when it was a comic um you know Dave Gibbons artwork and what uh-huh. have you yeah so you know it, it was important to me to to work on that um I like I say I'm, I'm involved with another project with Jason as well and that was hugely important as well so and and at the same time I'm, I'm Putting my second book together, so um, you just you find the time because these things they're special to you. That's why it's why you got involved in the game in the first place.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I totally understand, especially as somebody who grew up watching Doctor Who. You know, mm. being asked to to be the the one to bring the to br- bring the comic strip back after being on hiatus for for a yeah. year or so. Um, that's that's kind of high praise, I would think. You know, saying that oh, I'm I'm the one that they're going to. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to have that. Um, I think realistically sometimes it's down to, um, like you say, associations, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and, and, but also there's a, you know, there's a certain amount of being a trusted provider. So someone, you know, you know, you can subcontract to, uh, and then other people that might be in the list, maybe being busy, you know, I'm, I'm I'm under no misapprehensions that I'm top dog. Um, I, I you know I fitted the bill this time around and, and uh-huh. I'm very fortunate to be involved in that and very happy to be working on it.
0: Sure and uh, so so getting into the strip that, that you've been drawing uh, the uh, I think you've done three issues now if I remember right yeah I'm, um, I'm
1: actually starting the fourth one tomorrow
0: so oh, awesome um, So what has it been like uh, drawing uh, the the Jody Whitaker doctor has it been? uh a challenge to, to capture her likeness compared to doing uh Capaldi back in the day uh mm. uh likewise with companions as well you know yeah. uh, is, is it is it tougher doing females than, than males?
1: Um yeah because uh with with Capaldi it was it was an, an easier process because he had such obvious features. Sure. Um so uh the 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 better looking as it were please please forgive me peter Uh, the (laughs) the better looking someone is classically uh the more refined the features the more aesthetically pleasing so peter capaldi has got a wonderful face he's Ah. he's he's rugged and 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 has amazing character in his features and so it's it's easier to key on things um jody uh, Whitaker has got a far more beautiful face, should we say uh, more traditionally, aesthetically pleasing and obviously doesn't have prominent features in the way that yeah. Peter Capaldi does. Mm-hmm. Um, and female faces inherently are harder because the more lines you put on them, the older the females look, right. you can put more lines on a, on a man's face and still have it look relatively young. Um, obviously it, there is a, I can't remember the, the the phrase, but it's something along the lines of, you know, for every line, every two lines you had 10 years or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and so it does make drawing females inherently harder from a perspective of not making them look too old um, or too haggard or whatever. Um, at the same time, trying to pick out what features there are. So uh, Jody's. uh, fairly thin lipped um and uh but she has quite piercing eyes the hair is is very recognizable so the hairline is easy to to pick her out with and she's got quite a quite a uh uh, a firm jawline so so these things you can pick them out you can and obviously with today's technology it's not like it used to be i can go on google and find all kinds of manners of, of pictures of her for reference oh, um, yes. and it makes life so much easier than it, it used to be so um so yeah it, it is a little bit harder to to draw females i think but uh, but but only because of the fact that you you don't want to uh you don't want to make them look too old because of the the number of lines yeah. you would put in a face and of course i'm not drawing uh with with huge detail this is a comic strip and it's uh-huh. a classic comic strip and you don't want to be putting too much in first off you've got to get it done quick let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> turn it around and get it out the door uh-huh. but 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 also importantly it's it's uh it's certainly from the way i draw i come at it from a more sort of classic perspective of i'm telling a story i'm 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 winding through quickly i'm not trying to create portraits yeah um so yeah you you want to make sure that people look the way they should look but at the same time you know you've got a job to do as well and a story to yep. tell
0: um yeah so
1: um yeah but but it seems to be going okay i mean i've got good responses back so
0: yeah i think you've done an excellent job you know it's you you do a good job of capturing uh a likeness of somebody to the degree that you you know who they are, but it's still mm. a, a comic book look to yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's a,
1: it's well, right. I've have I've done the I've hit the target there. Then.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, exactly. Um, uh, lost my So you've done three of these now. Um, what is it like working with uh, Jack Reiner, the writer? Which, one, which 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 one uh, is that? Sorry, the, Between... the two part story, the, oh, the the forest, the,
1: the forest, uh, yeah, forest the, bride. Uh, Forest Bride. Uh, yeah, that's really, but please, if you're listening, please excuse me. I'm just so awful with names. Oh, um, no problem.
0: <laughs> but,
1: um, yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I spoke to her fleetingly on Twitter. Um, okay. and, uh, she seemed very nice. And I, I was uh, just the,
0: wondering if it, if it was somebody where she just kind of gives you a script and you just go from the script and that's uh, it. Yeah. Or no, if it, it was, if she kind of adds a little bit more to it.
1: No, the script, the script comes from Jason, uh, from uh, the, the other parts of the team, because obviously okay. you've got multiple editors on it. Sure. And um, it just comes to me, and I turn it around and send it back. That's that's okay. about the size of it. So there's no extra involved as far as that's concerned. Um, gotcha. And uh, just I suppose everybody takes a look and goes, yeah, that's okay, and, and, and mm-hmm. nods it onto the BBC, and the BBC give their thoughts on it.
0: Okay. Have, you, have you had any feedback from the bbc as far as you know the uh likenesses to the 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 actors the characters it was,
1: um uh one of the um responses for uh i, I have to again forgive me with names his, his first name's john The the uh new is it daniel yeah dan dan yeah, yeah. um he, his uh he he had a look and one of one of my uh images did, they didn't quite like so i had to redraw that okay. um but but i'd already i mean that was one out of six pages where he was on and all the yeah. others fine. john bishop there you go uh, Yeah, remember names he's a very funny man um and uh it, so they checked they checked the likeness out there and um yeah it's like i say one one was turned back but it was only one out of God knows how many in in the strip I sure. suppose about one out of ten so um it, these things are going to happen you expect to have you know little editorial changes and bits and pieces mm-hmm. uh but uh the process is for the most part pretty smooth so that's um, good I, and i suppose to a degree they you can you know they've seen me before they kind of know what i'm doing and yeah the, the editors also understand the, the way that i put things together so um you know once they've seen the pencils that's that's it they're, they're quite happy
0: yeah, and, and I'm sure that's another thing. Working with Jason on it uh, as one of the editors is he he knows the way you work. He knows what yeah. you know what he's going to get, and so
1: yeah, um, yeah, exactly, it's, exactly. It's yeah, pretty yeah, yeah.
0: pretty straightforward. It's kind of the, the shorthand that develops between creator creative partners.
1: Yeah, the, yes, definitely that's the case. Yeah, sure.
0: Um, so you said you're going to be working on the you're starting your fourth story uh, coming up um yeah. you also i know you've been uh doing a creator owned uh, project too wasn't that something you were doing on kickstarter if i remember right uh
1: i did a, an indiegogo for that one oh um yeah, the other one. Uh, yeah just uh i i preferred the the interface and the fact that you got um there's just like a slightly different payment structure so that i could i knew that if i had the money definitely uh i could do certain things production wise um uh-huh. so that's why i went there um the idea is to do three volumes of it. Once I've done the third volume, I'm thinking of doing a compendium and bringing that out on Kickstarter. So I'll okay. I'll be using I'll be using you know both platforms as as and when I feel the 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 is the appropriate moment. But yeah, it's it's called Only Death Can Save Us. Um, it's uh it's very much inspired by the Bronze Age Marvel, uh, you know, Jim Starlin stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Thor, Fantastic Four, Kirby. Uh, John Buscema, that kind of era of things, um, and uh, Rick Hoskin is working with me on that um, sure. as as the writer. I, I've come up with a concept, and and Rick did the dialogue on 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 the first one, and we're working uh, closer together and on the second. And uh, it's actually been picked up by Arrow Comics in the states to to do the a serialization of it. So oh, awesome. Um, Yeah, so we're arrow comics has been around since the 80s they've been in and out and they've come back now because they have uh they have a deal with liberty entertainment to um who are a a new distributor on the block as it were and they've got some some places they want to put new comics and uh they they asked me if i if we'd do that so um so we're we're doing that and and then i'm sort of like on on my on my way to doing the second book and uh and jason called me <laughs> <laughs> so so the last three or four months has been madness and uh, it's going to be madness for another three months so uh, but but you know like i say you you can't complain you know it's the way the way of things being a freelancer is it's um it's feast or famine and you just have to ride the wave when it turns up
0: yeah yeah definitely it's it's uh, uh... A problem, but a good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Having yeah. too much stuff to do and not enough time to get it all done.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, do you have any other uh, like creator-owned ideas, kind of mulling around in your head that you might do once you uh, get done with the 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 third part of your own um, death Will Save Us?
1: It it really depends on where it goes with with Liberty. Um, it's I'm I'm kind of on a on a on a I'm I'm on the hook for the first three books, and uh, uh-huh. if that were to develop into something else, then I'd I'd be happy to continue doing a serialisation of that set of characters, and Rick would be doing it with me. Um, but uh, I have other offers in the <laughs> in the pile, as it were. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I'll I'll just have to uh, rain check on that, and I'm not quite sure where it's going. If 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 everything turns out the way it potentially could, I, you know, I could be doing a monthly book on mm-hmm. it. Um, but if it doesn't, like I say, there's, there's other, uh, avenues to, to chase. And I do have some other ideas and I know Rick has as well, um, as well as some other people that I've been working with. So, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know where I'm going, but I know roughly what direction it is. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's great. It, it sounds, it's, it's, it's it is, good to it hear is. that 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 uh, a freelance artist like yourself has a, a lot of potential avenues that that mm. you can go down. You know, you, you yeah. got stuff that you're currently working on. You have stuff uh, for for future development that you'll be doing. And, you know, it's like once again, it comes into who, you know, and different.
1: Uh, oh, so much of it is is yeah. unfortunately accidental.
0: Uh, yeah you know
1: people ask you how do you get into comics and it's like well but flip a coin it's (laughs) so many there's so many different ways of getting in but the one thing you must have you, you must be committed um you must love it uh more than the money uh that's for sure yeah um and uh and you must be on time Yep. so it can be as beautiful as you like it can be the best story in the world but you must be on time hit the brief and hit the budget and hit the time hit the schedule and if you do those things you'll get a name for yourself and you'll get more work
0: yep yeah it's about I, the size uh, of it really yep uh you know I, I i've done a bit of art in my time and that I, mm. I was a the, the first thing that I learned was you always you never miss a deadline. That's no. <laughs> especially when it comes to publishing. Uh, you yeah, know, deadline deadlines are key. Uh, yeah. In fact, there was there was some artist I uh, remember who it was they they tweeted uh, this week that uh, they had been given advice by I think it was John Busima who said that uh, as long as you can draw uh, heads and hands, you'll never uh, not have work to do. And my, mm. my, uh, my other thought on that was as long as you never miss a deadline, that's, I would put it as the I, third thing.
1: I think so. Yeah. I, the trouble is nowadays is that there's too many heads and hands in, in comics, <laughs> 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 but, uh, but yeah, I, I, the, the, co- his core concept is yeah. You, if you can do it right, if you, if you can keep that, that standard up, then you'll, you'll never be short of work. And, yep. and you're right. You know, if you hit the deadlines, you shouldn't be short of work. Certainly if you miss them, you will be short of work. So, uh, that's the the moral of that one.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Russ, I've, I've been enjoying, uh, your artwork in doctor Who magazine. I was, Thank you. I was one of those that when they got rid of the comic strip, I, uh, voiced my concern <laughs> and my opinion on Facebook and on Twitter and, and, uh, you know, across social media. And I was ecstatic when I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was back in doctor Who magazine. And, uh, I, I think your artwork is, has been great. and uh, i i I hope that if if nothing else that they work you into the 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 rotation as, as far as the artists go that work on Doctor Who magazine uh, seem like there's you know kind of they have a kind of a rotating cast of artists mm. that that draw the book. And I'd like to see you be you know, one of those people that's in that rotation.
1: thank you. Thank you Well, hopefully, yeah, I mean, that I, I'm in there for a little while, whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, in, enjoy it. Make hay yep. while the sun shines.
0: <laughs> yep. Most definitely. And, uh, make sure that, uh, for those of you listening, make sure you check out, uh, Russ on, uh, social media. And, uh, I, I know I enjoy seeing, uh, you posting artwork here and there. Yeah.
1: You, you can find me at rustleach.com basically. Um, all right. and, uh, all my, all the links. So I've got a YouTube channel, <laughs> Uh, we come find me as comic book black belt. And I, I do a live stream on a Monday night um, when I, <laughs> when I'm awake. <laughs> uh, no, I do a live stream on a Monday night where I show you what I'm doing on my own book. And if I'm currently doing something that's, um, uh, that's, that's able to be shown, I can show that as well. Uh, I have got videos on there, but most of it is live streams at the moment. Cause I've only got time to go on a Monday night and uh, rather than make videos, I just don't have time to make videos at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, or, or sign up to my uh, email list. Again, all these links are all on russleach.com, uh, so you can go find me anywhere from there. Right.
0: Awesome. Well, Russ, thanks for uh, taking time out of your schedule today to no chat problem. with me and uh, continue success on Doctor Who Magazine and all your other projects. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Jeremy. Many thanks to artist Russ Leach for joining me on this episode of Panel the Panel. It was great catching up with Russ. He's been doing a bang-up job on Doctor Who magazine with the strips he's been doing. Uh, he's on to Part 4, like you said in the, the uh, interview, and I hope you keep checking out his artwork because he's doing an excellent job. I hope you continue to keep listening to Doctor Who panel-to-panel panel as well. I hope you enjoy the interviews that I do and the news and uh, chit-chat that I provide, and I hope you, uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, There's lots of good content there, lots of good, uh, interesting interviews with various different Doctor Who comic creators and writers and artists and editors. And you can find lots of them on your, wherever you find this episode or wherever you found this episode. But if you want to go way, way back... You can go to archive.org and do a search for Dr. Who Panel to Panel or Jeremy Bement, which is my name, and you can find all the old episodes of Dr. Who Panel to Panel as MP3 files that you can download and listen to at your leisure, and uh, you can hear chats from all sorts of different creators and lots of good information that I think is uh, still relevant, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Likewise, thank you for downloading this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And we will see you in roughly a month with episode number 135 of Dr. Who Panel Panel. So until next time, this is Jeremy Bement saying Happy New Year and bye. Dr. Who Panel to Panel, the podcast about Dr. Who Comics, thanks you for downloading this episode. Let us know what you thought about this episode or of Dr. Who Comics in general. You can find us socially on Facebook at Dr. Who Panel the Panel, on Twitter at Dr. Who P2P, 2 being the number 2, and online at Whocomics.com. Download previous episodes via your favorite podcast service and find the complete catalog of episodes featuring amazing interviews with creators past and present at archive.org. Just search for Doctor Who panel to panel. Thank you.